All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Back Shoulder Fade. I know it has been a while, but I am James Johnson, uh, one of your hosts, or, or should I say your co-host for the Back Shoulder Fade. And uh, we're back at it. Uh, I, I'm sorry for the delay and sorry for the hiatus. We've been doing a horrible job of like communicating with everybody on Twitter, aside from a message or two where... You know, I basically said, hey, you know, me and Josh are ironing some things out and we'll be back to work. So I think it's been a month or two since we've last recorded. And today really is not going to even be a, what I would call a full episode or like what I would even in, in call or entitle an episode uh, because I'm riding it solo for one. And it's just going to be just a few topics I wanted to get off my mind. But basically, since it's been so long since I've podcasted or we've podcasted for the back shoulder fade, uh, I wanted to hop on and just, you know, talk some football a little bit for about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. I'll just give y'all something to listen to because, as I said, it's been a while and we haven't communicated with you all and told y'all what was going on. But uh, basically, you know, our equipment, we had issues with it. You know, we had a little hiss that we had to get rid of. But uh, fear not, we have uh, fixed all of that. I, I just brought a Rodecaster Pro which is kind of the reason I'm actually doing this small episode as well is to test this out and see how it sounds. And, uh, you know, we gotten that taken care of and we're going to be back to doing things normally back to a normal flow or, or at least we'll get back to that when the, uh, when training camp and all of that kicks off. So as I said, I'm riding this one solo dolo and, uh, Josh will join me Sunday. We're going to have a full episode. Um, hopefully I'll, we will try to do that for 45 minutes or so. Uh, we got some topics we want to talk on, even though it is the off season. Really, I guess you could say that they're, the teams are off for what, like five weeks before training camp and whatever in the NFL. That is, um, you know, there's college football stuff going on and high school recruiting stuff going going on, which we'll get more into down the road. Uh, but we are back uh, for you know just a brief episode. I'm not going to even really uh, get too into detail with the topics at hand here. I just got some topics that I just really went on the web and kind of jotted down and I listened to some other podcasts and kind of jacked them for these two topics. So, uh, you, you know, so I could basically test out this, uh, the roadcaster and, you know, just get us some content out there since it's been a while and just to kind of fill the void until, you know, we get that full episode out on Sunday with me and Josh. So shout outs to Josh, uh, who has been working hard, me and him, despite not podcasting, we have been working hard as content creators, um, you know, learning more about the podcast game. We made a trip to Atlanta recently to uh, help us get one hour projects off, uh, get out, get one hour projects going uh, that we're trying to do alongside this podcast and, and something we're doing alongside our other friends. Uh, be on the lookout for that. And yeah, we got some good insight, pretty productive trip. So uh, needless to say, we've been working hard, you know, and um, we, we we hope to make this thing boom and, you know, bring y'all the best podcast, football podcast and other podcasts in general uh, on the web. So that being said, you all can follow me. You all know where to follow me on Twitter, sports grind underscore done at Johnny Assassin is where you can follow Josh. And also you can find our previous episodes again it's been what two months since we've recorded but our old episodes from earlier in the spring feel free to check those out on itunes uh, stitcher anchor spotify radio public so that being said as i said um just two topics to talk on here and it's just kind of me just uh testing out the equipment and letting some stuff off my chest just uh just talking a little football shaking off the rust uh even though i've been doing the jags wire podcast with my buddies 
probably gonna do another one of those today. Uh, shout outs to the Jazz, the Jazz Wire, and USA Today. But um, this is the Back Shoulder Fade podcast, and we're gonna talk on some football in general. Uh, but coincidentally, one of the topics I am gonna talk on is Jaguars related, and that topic is. I know a lot of you all follow me on Twitter. Y'all seen the retweets and it, it actually got a lot of buzz, actually. But um, basically, Daniel Jeremiah, of NFL Network, as we all know, he's an analyst with him. Uh, he does a lot of draft work with them, you know, a lot of college scouting. And he also is basically the guy that's replacing Mike Mayock. Uh, but, you know, he was a scout previously for the Eagles, I think. And he recently got a, a interview or two, if I'm not mistaken, for like, this, um, you know, jobs as a GM, and I forget who it was with. I think it might have been the Jets and somebody else. But, uh, you know, like, that just goes to show you this guy really knows stuff, uh, this, that, and the other. But he recently uh, tweeted out personally. I don't think he wrote an article or anything on it, but he tweeted out this list of his top defenses heading into 2019. And that list consisted of Jacksonville, who was at the top at one. Then it was Chicago. It was the L.A. Chargers. I almost said L.A. Clippers when I saw L.A.C. there. Um, that's just, I've been watching a lot of basketball lately, of course, but the season is now over. Shout-outs to Toronto and Kawhi Leonard, by the way, for winning the finals. Um, fourth was the Denver Broncos, and fifth was the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this list has a lot of people buzzing, this, that, the other, you name it. And, uh, you know, it, it generated a lot of comments, you know, and, of course, if you're not a Jags fan, you know, you, you probably didn't have nothing nice to say about it, which is something I noticed in the comments section. Uh, but, yeah, the topic at hand here is uh, was he right to put the Jacksonville Jaguars as the number one defense into this whole equation? And personally, I mean, you know, that nobody can speak on this topic more or, or better than myself, because, of course, I covered the Jaguars with USA Today as the managing editor of the Jaguars Wires. So um, I feel like this was something I could really talk on. And um, that being said, me personally now, you, and I'm a Jags fan, so there's that. But me personally, you know, I think I don't well, – well, personally, going into the season, I don't think the Jags are the top defense, although I think they are probably top five somewhere, you know, two to five somewhere in that range. But the top defense, uh, personally, I, I wouldn't say that in my opinion, at least. And, and again, you know, that's kind of hard for me to say. But then again, at least y'all can accept it for what it is because I'm not showing bias. So uh, there's that, you know, you're going to get the truth out of us in the back shoulder phase. So, I mean, that's why you should listen to us over other podcasts. But <laughs> I digress from my point. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't really rank the Jaguars first, although they do have the potential to be there. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were first when it was all over with. But that being said, uh, I think personally Chicago is the better defense in terms of the whole league. And, I mean, you you just look at Chicago and their young talent. They got guys for days on that defense. And I'm about to pull their depth chart up real quick if I can. So, yeah, and this is, again, not to say the Jaguars don't have talent, but I just pulled it up on my computer. And um, just off the top of my head, like, the talent is just asinine over there in terms of the defense and offense. They got some talent on offense, too. Uh, but clearly this is a defensive team, and they're, they're kind of like the Bears of old, you know, with Iron Mike, uh, you know, my man. Uh, yeah, Iron Mike Singletary is what I was trying to say from back in the day. 
who, uh, as we recently know, coached in the um, the the new league that came out that's escaping my mind. Um, but uh, that being said, you look at this roster, man. You got, I mean, of course, the, the big deal last year was Khalil Mack and adding him, and really, like he he wasn't, you know really acclimated with the playbook, if you will. I mean, although it's not really that hard to learn a defensive playbook as opposed to an offensive one. But, yeah, man, you, you look at my my man Mac, uh, Khalil Mack, and the trade that they made there, you know, the of course, Raiders fans, most of them, and we've seen this all over the Internet, will argue that, you know, they were right to trade them or whatever. But, you know, that was a big addition for the Bears, and really he didn't learn the playbook. Now he's a year acclimated into that system. Uh, you should expect big things out of him. I mean, he was impressive without knowing the playbook. Uh, but beside him, man, like you you look at his roster, man, like they got Hakeem Hicks on the line. They got Eddie Goldman on the line. You're looking at uh, Roquan Smith, who I know very well from because I'm a UGA fan. Uh, you know, he you can only think that he's going to only get better. And maybe one day he has at least the potential. He showed that in Georgia to be what we talking like the, the best linebacker in football. I mean, just height, weight, speed specimen. You know, he's just unreal as an athlete, if you will. Danny Trevathan, you know, he when he was with the Denver Broncos, he established himself as one of the better uh, interior linebackers in football. You know, he was a big deal going into free agency and. Obviously, the Bears picked him up. Leonard Floyd, another guy that I know from UGA, was just this absurd pass rusher there, man, and a lanky guy. And when he learns the game like he's supposed to learn the game, you know, he he should be one of the better pass rushers in football. You got Kyle Fuller at fullback, or, or not fullback, but um, excuse me, cornerback and left cornerback, at least according to uh, our lads. And then you also got guys like uh, – Hasheen Clinton Dix, you know, who was I, I think he was formerly with the Green Bay Packers or at least he was drafted by them and he might have played for Washington for a little bit or traded to was traded to Washington for a little bit, something to that effect. And now obviously he's with the Bears. So, you know, Eddie Jackson, um, you know, my man, um, Prince of Mukamura, another guy I know from the Jags, lanky cornerback, um, you know, who he's had trouble staying healthy so there's that um and then you know they got buster screen uh in there as well who's a you know is a speedy guy as well so you know this is this team is no slouch when you look at them from head to toe in terms of the depth chart and, and their starters and I, I just think like overall in terms of their starters they they have a better um overall starting cast and not only that but i mean clearly as a jazz fan i would know this they're better against the run than the jags are you're looking at a team in Chicago in terms of against the rush there first. I think the Jaguars were like 18th or somewhere in that ballpark. I forget the specific number. Let me, I'm actually, I'm going to pull that up for y'all to make sure I ain't telling. Yep, 19th. 19th overall against the run. And that, that really, that's the Achilles heel for the Jaguars defense. They can't stop the run. And I mean, in comparison to 2017, Another thing they struggled with was generating turnovers this year. But I think we're going to see a defense more along the lines of what we saw in 2017 for the Jaguars, uh, which we're, we're going to get on them in a minute. But you look at the Jaguars in comparison to the Bears, and they just can't simply stop the run, you know, the, and while the Bears are, are the best in the league at it. So there's that. But on the flip side, you can see why teams would or, or people like DJ would say, hey, the Bears – and the Jags are number one and two in whatever order you want to put them in. Because when you look at the Jags in terms of their defense, you know, really aside, like I said, aside from the run, 
they were still solid despite their numbers being down and them not getting the turnovers they had previously or the sack numbers. I think they had like 35 in comparison to like 51 or 52 in 2017. But despite those numbers being down, you know, they still have solid numbers in terms of their overall defense aside from the run game. So really the Chicago Bears just flourish in everything and they're pretty good at the run while the Jaguars or I I could say the Jaguars are a better team against the pass than the Bears are. So one team's really good against the pass and one is really good against the run. Uh, But, and that's not to say the Bears aren't good against the pass either because they were what, third or seventh? Yeah, they were seventh against the pass in in terms of total passing yards allowed. But uh, clearly, you know, Jacksonville beat them in that category is what I'm saying. They're second overall, allowing an average of 194.6 yards per game, which, you know, is not bad at all. So, I, you know, I, I can see why one why one would say Jacksonville and Chicago in, in one and two in that order. Uh, but personally, I think Chicago is the best defense in football. So you, you look at these other teams that he named Daniel Jeremiah in terms of uh, his um, rankings of, of the top five. Like I said, he had the L.A. Chargers at uh, three. He had Denver at four and Dallas at five. You know, the L.A. Chargers. I'll talk on them a little bit, I guess, you know, to make this thing round up to around 20 minutes or so. Uh, Yeah, but the L.A. Chargers, I mean, the first thing you think of them when you think of at least the defense, I mean, of course, most people think Phillip Rivers uh, first comes to mind. But um, in terms of the defense, of course, like their bookings come to mind. And um, I, I know a great deal about this defense because obviously Gus Bradley, who was formerly our head coach, is their defensive coordinator now. So I know about the schematics. And, you know, the 4-3 under concepts and how they like to roll. And, you know, it's, it's from that Seattle Seahawks tree. Uh, they do a lot of things similarly to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But you got Bosa on the edge there. And then you got Ingram. So those bookends right there alone, you know, better than most people have in the league. Although, you know, with Chicago and Jacksonville, they have pretty good uh, booking and pass rushers too. With You know, Chicago is um, Mac. And who I just said, Floyd is it? And then in Jacksonville, you got Yannick Ngakwe, who's currently holding out, by the way. So that could play something into how the Jags perform. But he's holding out for a contract. And Calais Campbell. And and also the Jags, something I forgot to mention, they added my man Josh Allen from Kentucky. So that rotation is just crazy right now. They got rid of Dante Fowler. They traded him to the Rams, got a third-round pick for him. And I think with that third-round pick, that's the one they used to get Quincy Williams, who should be the successor to Telvin Smith. But uh, now they got Josh Allen into the equation in the place of Dante Fowler, who should be, I guess, off the field less of a headache, definitely. And and he's a guy that, I mean, we're talking Josh Allen was supposed to be a top-four talent, top-three talent in the draft. He slid to Jacksonville, and that's Jacksonville's bread and butter. If you're going to let somebody slide to us in the first round, we saw it with Jalen Ramsey, we'll take him. And we're going to build this defense around just these blue chip prospects that come from the defensive side of the ball. That's just what they believe in. And that's, I mean, that's a good mentality to have, you know, as for as flawed as their drafting process is, that's one part of the drafting process that I love about them is taking the best available defensive player. And uh, the, the Jaguars benefited from that in 2019. But back to the Chargers, like I said, they got the bookends. They got Brandon Meebang there at the nose tackle position. As we all know, he came from the Seattle Seahawks, so you know, he knows all about playing that one technique, that shade technique or whatever you want to call it. And then uh I, I think 
where they might not be as strong as the top two teams that we already mentioned is at the linebackers core. Uh, because none of these guys I'm looking at at the depth chart really stand out. I mean, they got Denzel Perryman, uh, who was who's a pretty good prospect. They got him in the middle, and um, but uh, Jatavius Brown, uh, not really ringing a bell. I mean, I've seen him play. Of course, they got Thomas Davis, the old savvy veteran. Uh, but you know he's up there in age, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't, I, I if I can't recall, he may have retired this year. I'm not sure, but don't quote me on that. Anyway, that being said, um. Casey Hayward, one of the best cornerbacks in football, obviously. So they got that going for him in the secondary. And then also, I mean, of course, like the guy that we constantly hear about from Florida State is Derwin James and what he can add into the equation. I mean, if he can stay healthy, you know, we're talking about one of the elite safeties down the road in football. So, you know, they they are pretty stacked and they are pretty talented. Uh, from that perspective, when you look at the depth chart. But um, I think I would take Jacksonville secondary over uh, the Chargers any day. Not necessarily the Bears secondary, uh, but I would definitely take the Jags secondary over the Chargers secondary, which, again, has Durham James, has Casey Hayward. But we're talking with Jacksonville. We got Boye, who had an offseason last year. And, you know, I think some people can overrate him sometimes, but he's still a good corner nonetheless. Uh, Ramsey, Boye, uh, we got Ronnie Harrison, an up-and-coming safety that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, he should be mentioned with Derwin James, even though, you know, one of them, I think they went, they went in the same draft. One went in the first round and one guy went in the third round. But what Ronnie Harrison did last year and the limited time that he spent on the field in the place of Barry Church was just crazy. And, uh, you know, we're talking about an Alabama kid. When I was going to camp, or, or should I say when I was going to Jags camp, the guys there were just raving about just how he just knew everything and already being from Alabama, you know, knew where to line up. You didn't have to tell him where to line up. And basically they were just, you know, in a roundabout way. They were saying it's just a matter of time before this kid is starting over Barry Church, who was starting at the time. And as we saw when the regular season started, Barry Church lost a step. And, you know, at that safety position, when you start getting there in your 30s like he was, you know, one minute you got it, you take the field the next year, that speed is gone. And, you know, that was clear with Barry Church. And he never was the fastest or the best coverage guy to begin with. But, you know, when when that age hit him, it hit him hard. And, you know, the Jaguars were prepared to, uh, you know, replace him. And they had Ronnie Harrison on deck. So, yeah, Ronnie Harrison, you know, although he's not Derwin James and, and what Derwin James was as a prospect, he I wouldn't say he's that far off, to be honest with you. If we we doing a comparison, I mean, clearly Derwin James got the height, weight, the speed, and just the crazy athletic traits. But, you know, Ronnie Brown does some good things as well. Or, or Ronnie Harrison, I'm sorry, does some good things as well. So it's not like it's a drop-off at that safety, a big drop-off at that safety position, at least in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, in, in terms of the bookends, I would probably take uh, – it's a toss-up. I was about to say I, I would take the Jags over them. But, you know, the the – the Chargers guys are a little bit younger, so they got that going for me. Whereas uh, Yannick Ngakwe is paired with the older Calais Campbell, who does phenomenal things still at his age of 32 years old. And not to mention Calais Campbell can move around on the in, into the interior as well. So there's that. So, yeah, I guess the Jazz get the edge there. So, yeah, I can see why uh, he would be rated there. So, yeah, right now, personally, in terms of this list, I'm going – uh, Chicago Jacks, then the Chargers, and the Chargers with a very close uh, third to the Jaguars in second. And then uh, DJ has Dallas, or should I say Denver, 
at four in Dallas. I would definitely go with off the top of my head right now. I would go Dallas over Denver right now. So I would, in terms of this list, I would put Dallas at four and Denver at five. But, I mean, we, we all know what Denver is capable of defensively. But with, with Dallas, I, I'm a big fan. I like Demarcus Lawrence. Um, and they re-signed him, so he's a happy man. He's making that money. But with, with Denver, or should I say Dallas, man, what stands out is that linebacking core, that young linebacking core. Uh, me and Josh talked about their secondary. They got a, a few guys that aren't really well-known in that secondary. But this linebacking core, they got Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Jalen Smith, who, you know, he fell to them due to injury. You know, he had the, the severe injury at Notre Dame a few years ago. So, they, you know, that was them – channeling their inner Jaguars, taking the best available defensive player that shouldn't be there that failed to him, and uh, they they got him. And nonetheless, now he's a, a part of the Dallas Cowboys. So those two guys at that linebacking core, you know, as they continue to grow together and, and develop, you know, you got to love what the future holds for them. So not only do they got Lawrence up front, but they got the linebacking core, and we'll see uh, what, what their safety if they could be a – or should I say their secondary could be a respectable secondary. So, yeah, they got potential there. And then the Denver Broncos, who I, I'm personally ranking of this list at least last, uh, still nonetheless a talented defense. Of course, you know, there's Vaughn Miller. Uh, they still got Derek uh, Wolf there who, you know, that was their big thing when they went to the Super Bowl. Was it Super Bowl 50? They just had that rotation with Wolf and – they had uh, Miller. They had Malik Jackson, who came to the Jags and now is with the Eagles. But um, Derek Wolf is still there. Essentially, that's the guy that they chose over uh, Malik Jackson when they, you know, let him go into free agency. And then you got guys like uh, Barry. Um, I'm sorry, Bradley Chubb, who they drafted. Was it this year or last year? Uh, but a young pass rusher that can get it done. Um, just asinine athlete as well. Um, and then, you know, they got Chris Harris. Can't forget about Chris Harris. They just, if I'm not mistaken, signed him to a new deal. I think it's just a one-year deal, though. I don't think it's anything major. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, he's still a happy man. He wanted a new deal, got him a new deal. And, uh, you know, we'll see where, where that goes with him. But, I mean, he's clearly one of the better corners in football, for those of you who watch football. So, yeah, you know, they got the defensive pieces as well. But I just give Dallas the slight edge over them because I think Dallas just has more star power at the moment, uh, just barely by the fraction. So, um, in terms of this list, just to repeat it, I'm going Chicago 1, Jacks 2 personally, uh, L.A. Chargers 3, and then Dallas 4, Denver 5. So that's where I'm at in terms of that list. Maybe down the road I'll look over the whole NFL in terms of in terms of defenses and, and do my own ranking and not use somebody else's ranking. But, again, this was just a podcast to kind of just test out the roadcaster and just, you know, shake shake off the um, rust, if you will, and, and get something out there, like I said, to fill that void between now and Sunday when me and Josh get a full episode popping. So, yeah.